Retrospective episode 46. Uh, we're approaching soon to be our year anniversary. That's going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm your host, Carter. Uh, co-host, I should say, because I'm not just one. I am two. I am joined today, as always, by my good friend. He's, uh, he's a guy who makes white people feel good about being white. It's Jackson. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you what it means, Jackson. Um, have you seen the movie Green Book? No, I still never got around to that, even though we're talking about it this week. Oh, what a segue. <laughs> I just hate so that listen. movie so much, I refuse to watch it. But tell me about it, Gardner. Nice. That's fair. Listen, that's a movie that if you're white and you watch it, you're like, wow, I'm proud to be white. Okay, as, um, as someone who rewatched Black Klansman this week, your my framing of your wording was way more dangerous and scary uh, <laughs> as far as implications. But nonetheless, we are here. Hello. How are you? Yes, uh, I, I'm doing well. And I should probably... Me- you mentioned Black Klansman. I mentioned Green Book. Why do we mention these things? Because... Um, oh, you answer. Sorry. No. It was rhetorical, I want my you bad. to answer. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're doing great. Um, I'll answer. Because um, a long time ago, we did a 2020 Oscars retrospective about 2019 films. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're kind of maybe approaching some Oscar-y season movies are coming down the pipe. And I think we wanted to revisit the 2019 Oscars, um, which were 2018 movies. And we have a lot of thoughts on this Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um and we are going to uh, do a little Oscars retrospective later in the episode. But first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What are you into this week, sir? This week, um, a couple of things. We've made it. Me and Abby have binged our way into season five of Breaking Bad. Very intense, very fun. She's Uh-oh. loving it. Um, no spoilers. But uh, yeah, it's pretty great. And then nice. uh, What If Episode 6 came out? Uh, for Disney Plus, and it was maybe my least favorite episode, which is saying oh, something. Really? Like I don't know, this this one was kind of like a big letdown because I thought we were on the upper swing of uh, episode quality, but this one wasn't doing it for me personally, which we'll talk okay. about in a later episode or two, I believe, uh, when we recap yes. those. And then uh, on top of that, NFL and fantasy football is back, and that was oh, super fun for me. Won my first game. With a lot of points, which is good. Nice. Because my fantasy league, uh, if we lose this year, one of us is uh, either doing a 24-hour stay at McDonald's or retaking the SAT. And I don't want to do either of those. Oh! So, oh. <laughs> so uh, each win I get is just one step closer to safety, I guess. So I will take what I can with that, which is fun. The Colts lost, which is a bummer. Big and, bummer. oh, I got to tell you this. I went to a like a bar trivia at this uh brewery place in indy and it was like it was weird because one the breweries i don't know i've never been to one before i guess like Mm -hmm. that's like you you're in the area where they like brew the stuff it smells so bad there like it's yeasty it was gross um it smelled disgusting anyways uh but the The trivia was really funny because it was like put on by indy npr 
So it was like oh local Indiana current events, and I like just sat there. <laughs> you were like uh... like an idiot and <laughs> didn't know anything. Um, for the most part, I got like two or three right, which was like kind of nice. But we came in last place, um, nice. which was not great. But we we like we were uh, for the final round. You could bet all your points, and we had forty points, and like most people had like hundred and twenty, like hundred and thirty. It's like so we have no chance, so we bet it all. But what we yeah. found out was uh that if we wouldn't have bet anything we would have come in third place because everybody bet it all and lost <laughs> oh, so we're, we were really just punt kicking ourselves you know like because we could have gotten some cool <laughs> prizes but uh nonetheless it was a fun adventure uh but yeah it, it reminded me of our bar trivia days uh oh man yeah, i miss those days miss those days but anyways what about you what are you into this week very fun uh congrats on the big fantasy football dub thank you thank um you. Um, I, Jackson, I held up our end of the bargain. I am an honorable man and I watched the first two episodes of what if nice. I'm give me quick, quick, uh, opinions on the show as a whole. Uh, as a, uh, as the show as a whole, I think it was nice to see the first two episodes because first episode I was unimpressed. Fair. I think Um, that's pretty fair. I think it was, it was fine. Um, and I get what you were saying about the first episode and I don't want to dive in too deep because I know we're going to talk about all this later, but the second episode was really fun. And I think what the series was meant to be. Yeah. Um, so I am excited for the rest of the show. Now, um, the animation style, I got there on the second, the second episode. I'm okay with you it get now. used to it. So- the mouth yeah. moving is weird. It's gotten way better as it, as it's gone along for some reason. Like, yeah. I don't know if they just I- like suddenly, figured out how to do it and they're like oh we already submitted those other ones but uh <laughs> like i don't know yeah it's a little yeah off. but uh, i would say just as a whole like i think the show really thrives when it's doing these actual like more than just like a what if this thing happened and like they really dive in deep and do new stories as opposed to just replacing characters in yeah. certain stories um so i think that's gonna be really exciting i don't remember what the third episode is uh third um, episode which you haven't gotten into is like a fun yeah. murder mystery. Um, okay, that's, that's cool. fun. But yeah, um, and I do appreciate all the people that like everyone just comes back and like does all the voices for the most part. Um, yeah, the biggest name to do it is Chadwick Boseman, which uh, out of like all the like yeah. main stars, like he's definitely the biggest get, which is especially sad considering like his death and stuff. And it really makes me, and I'll we'll talk about this for the next what if conversation, but like it really makes me wonder if we should have just recasted black Panther, like for like future live action yeah. projects, like maybe that's what the actor would have wanted because he was so enthusiastic about this character and what it meant to like kids and, and, and just like representation as a whole. And it's like, man, maybe we shouldn't retire this character. I don't know, but yeah, I imagine that is, is going to come. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I hope so. But um, anyway, so I'm really liking what I'm seeing with what if I'm glad I finally watched it. Um, I was traveling to Miami this week um, for work. So I was on a plane and I watched nice in-flight movie. I watched Fury for the first time. Oh, um, with the David Ayer. Yeah. Like, David Ayer Fury. Yeah. yeah the movie's good yeah, actually. Never seen it. Yeah. It's, it's a fun I, cast of, of like weird actors that you wouldn't think would be in a movie together. And it really works in a lot of ways. Yeah. It was, it was really fun, really gritty. And like, cause literally the only thing I think I had seen from David Ayer was Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I was like, 
Oh, but now I get, I kind of get why he got Suicide Squad after watching yeah, this movie. I was hyped for Suicide Squad because I was like, oh, Fury's so good. This will be like perfect for him. And it was, yeah, that. And then it wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, but Fury is really good. Um, that was a perfect in flight entertainment for me. Good. Um, and then my final one is I went to see the card counter. Oh, uh, Carter, tell me about it. Good or bad? Ooh, I, I went yesterday, so it's fresh. Okay. Um, if, if anyone doesn't know, it's Oscar Isaac. He plays like this ex military interrogator. Who's like turned a gambler. And, um, he's like kind of haunted by the ghosts of his past or what have you. And, um, this movie is an incredibly slow burn. Um, like it kind of, it kind of gets there in the end, but is the payoff really worth it? I'm still trying to sit here and think if it okay. is. <laughs> um, but other than Oscar Isaac, who is like amazing, and Willem Dafoe, who's not in the movie that much, um, the performances are kind of stale. Um, and I'm wondering if it's by design to make it feel even more of a slow burn, because like there were times where you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my. You don't really want to um, watch an actor chew the scene up because there's not much chewing. Yeah, going it's not on. even like, <laughs> yeah, like Tiffany Tiffany Haddish and like Ty Sheridan, who are the other leads, yeah. are like. I don't know if they're written to be blah and boring because they are. Yeah. Um, but like it might play off of Oscar Isaac's character pretty well. Cause he's also kind of rigid and mysterious, uh, but Oscar Isaac is awesome. Um, so at least if you want to go see it, go see it for that. And, um, and yeah, I think <laughs> it's, yeah, it's intense at times, but it's very different than I thought. Astounding it review from Carter, so, it seems. I like it. Yes, you're, you're welcome. Um, worth a watch, I would say. Uh, but very not what I was expecting. So, yeah. All right. And that's what I was That's what I was into this week. Nice. So, whoopee. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, sh- shall we move on, Jackson? Yes. Two. News flash. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Oh, Daddy, I have some news. Tell me. Uh, what you got? <laughs> let's let's start with. Um, let's probably you you probably have it too. So let's start with the Hawkeye trailer. Yeah, it's great. What'd you think? Yeah, fun. I thought it was so fun. Um, it's kind of different and like really lighthearted than these usually trailers that we are getting mm-hmm. from the Mar- MCU. They seem kind of intense. This one just seemed fun. Oh yeah. Um, I love the Christmassy vibe yes. to the whole trailer. Yeah. And, and um, can we discuss Rogers, the musical? <laughs> yes. Everything about this was so fun. Like the whole, like him taking his family to like the Rogers, the musical where like, there yes. will, I imagine there will be a scene where we see him see like himself on stage as like, Maybe they make fun of him as being like the worst Avenger or something. I don't know. Like that I could be something so. interesting. Um, yeah, it's fun. But yeah, like because like the storyline that it's a, it's based off of the Fraction Run. He's like a single bachelor kind of. So I was like, oh, are they gonna like like loser like hopping from couch to couch kind of vibe? And I was like, oh, are they gonna do that? And it's like, oh no, his family's just like away while he does this and disappoints his kids or something, which is kind of funny. Like I'm I'm cool with yeah. that. Uh, some other fun details. There was the the oh, I forget his name. There's that golden retriever. He's like the pizza dog or something. Like in the comics, he's referred to as like pizza dog or something like that. Um, he looks okay. cute. I'm sure everyone's gonna love him. 
Uh, we got the Russian tracksuit bros, who will say bro a lot, probably, which will be fun. Um, nice. We get uh, Hawkeye in um, a hearing aid, I noticed. He has a hearing aid now, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that. He is deaf in the comics a lot of the times, mm-hmm. um, especially in the Fraction Run. Um, so maybe we'll see some of that. Like maybe his hearing's just going or something like that. But that could make some, for some cool, you know, editing fight scenes with like maybe no sound and stuff. That could be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. But yeah, oh, overall, um, I'm super excited for Haley Atwell. Super excited. It feels like Haley Steinfeld. Oh, did I say Haley Atwell? Oops. Yeah. Well, she's a okay. Marvel goddess and we love her but yeah Haley Steinfeld my bad, my bad. Slip. um yeah she Haley Steinfeld well I think will be really fun the costumes look awesome for this movie or for this yeah. series and uh yeah I, I'm getting good vibes from it I'm super stoked same season. I'm amped and is this where we're getting Kingpin is Kingpin in this Kingpin show is rumored not? to show up in this I also heard a rumor they were going to do camera shots like camera tricks to make him look like really large at times, kind of like how they did it with Spider-Verse, like kind of just like play with his proportions and make him feel giant, but, um, which would be cool. I'm all down for it. Like this all sounds pretty cool. And maybe Hawkeye will finally get some, uh, love and respect, I guess. But yeah, I think this is, this is Renner's last performance. It has to be. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is this his swan song? Is he done? I think so. And you know what? Maybe he deserves a good Hawkeye moment, but yeah, let's get him out of here. Like, let's just. And this, and um, also, the comics that that this is based off of really plays with his origin of like being like a circus performer, and that's why he's like so good at archery. And maybe maybe they'll like show some of that. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, awesome, sick, yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Anyway, I kind of took that from you. I bet that was one of yours. So why don't you take one now? Yeah, I'll take one from you, uh, Christopher Nolan has said he will make his next movie with Universal Studios after working with Warner Brothers for the past two decades, I believe. Um, Huge deal. Uh, But not only that, have you seen his demands for his next project? Uh, I know one of them is he gets gets Final Cut, I know. Yes. Um, And I I forget what the budget, like a hundred million, I don't remember. Yeah, so his his demands for the next project, he has a hundred million dollar budget, which is like pretty average for his budget normally i feel like right yeah uh, yeah um pretty much he, but he also gets a hundred million on marketing which feels i don't know that to me that feels like yeah, a lot that's to have the marketing be yeah. as big as the like production budget um he gets i think so total creative control which is cool i'm down for that um mm-hmm. the studio can't release another film for three weeks before or three weeks after his this was the power move that's I a big this. power move <laughs> Also, that's amazing. Uh, he gets a hundred days in theaters. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like no matter what it is, um, that's a long. Run. That's a super long run with like, and I don't know if we'll. Hopefully, we won't still be dealing with COVID stuff the time he releases his next movie. But like, yeah. even if it was like a regular, <laughs> like normal release, I don't think any movie can really last super long for a hundred days. Um, no, but yeah, mean, that's almost four months. And I mean, yeah. And then it says he gets that's 20% wild. of first gross. I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, as far as like, like maybe like domestic box office, he gets 20% of it or something. That's like crazy though. So I'm not really yeah, sure. I would imagine first gross. I'm assuming means like for the first, I don't know, like two or three weeks at the box office. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I'm not um, totally sure on that, but 
but yeah, there is a lot is riding on this for a movie that's coming out in, I think planned to be 2023 or early 2024. Yeah. That's about the guy that made the a bomb. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. It's about, um, J Robert Oppenheimer, um, okay. and the creation of the a bomb. And then, um, later in his life, how he opposed the creation of the hydrogen bomb. Um, so very interesting with like that hundred million dollar budget. So I guess it doesn't really entail a lot of like, like tenant level inception level effects. Yeah. It's kind of, it sounds like a kind um, of boring, like, I mean, I'm sure it's interesting, but for Nolan, it seems like a boring, boring project to tackle. Like it feels very different thinks, from yeah, what he's used it to. It seems very different. And I mean, unless it's somewhat like Dunkirk and like, he's never really done a biopic before. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where it goes, but the initial rumors, very, very much still rumors, is that he's eyeballing Killian uh, Murphy for it. Oh, so. fun! Well, that'll be good. So, then. so yeah. Cool. So we'll see. But, but yeah. So tough Warner Brothers. Uh, as after you said, it was the worst streaming service ever, <laughs> uh, which is great. I still think it's the best one um, right now. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, love it. Yeah, that was mine too. My, my guy C. Knowles just going for it. Um, okay, um, a quick one from me um, is that we got a little teaser trailer for um, Olivia Wilde's new movie um, called Don't Worry Darling. And I only mention this for two reasons. Um, it's coming out in 2022, next year of September. Um, but the film stars Florence Pugh, Love Ooh. of My Life. And Harry Styles. And here's why this is interesting, because this is the film where Olivia and Harry allegedly met and began their little affair. Interesting. Um, so shout out Jason Sudeikis. I'm still on your <laughs> side forever and always. Sorry, but I King. also love Harry Styles. <laughs> um, so I, ah, I'm always caught in the middle here, but it's Olivia Wilde who's, who's on my naughty list. So um, yes, this trailer was very, it was like 30 seconds, but there was a little clip of Florence Pugh and Harry Styles like making out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the, the hottest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. Love um, it. So yeah, that I'm excited for next year. Florence Pugh, love you. Jason Sudeikis, love you. Um, yes. Booyah. Jackson, back to you. Yeah. I got a couple more. I don't know how many you got, but uh, the Batman movie with uh, Robert Pattinson is doing a spinoff, which is not the first spinoff uh, they have Whoa. planned a uh, series. For HBO Max, it is oh. currently in early development, and it is for the Penguin with uh, oh, yes. Mr. Colin Farrell to to nice. reprise his role, even though we haven't seen him before. Um, but yeah, that's that's exciting. pretty that's pretty I exciting. Love me some Colin Farrell. This will be the second planned uh, within the Batman universe uh, series. They're gonna do a, a Gotham City PD show with uh, mm. oh gosh Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright. Yes. Um, nice. which is going to be canonical with uh, this movie. So like, honestly, I would be really down for the Batman universe where it does get to have these like cool little series moments for its other characters and like has a full trilogy, but like has a lot of supporting material with it to explain, expand on the lore a little bit more. I think that would be like super cool. Um, yeah, I love And that. I'm down for that. I think that's a fun way to do it. Um, I know like is, uh... the MCU's kind of like started that, but like now they can do it with, like these smaller yeah. trilogy projects and i think like that are way more like controlled and like just like small i don't know i think that's like a fun way to expand on the lore without having to do like 12 movies 
Um, oh yeah. yeah, I'm into that. Is anyone like attached to like production wise? Is it still I don't all Matt so. Reeves? Yeah, or? I think I I imagine Matt Reeves will like oversee it. Um, I don't know if he'll like sure. be like directing it or anything like that, but he may be like producer or, or like creative oversight person for that. Cool. But, yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool if you ask me. Love that. Let's go, Batman. And then, do you have any more? Or uh, should I? Oh, throw I thought you had another. Oh, one. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I, I do have. That. I do have one I last have, one. I have two more. Oh, okay. But they're quick. You know what? I'll give you my last one, and then we'll throw it over to you. Um, Kristen Ritter okay. from Breaking Bad and Jessica Jones said that she would absolutely die to play Jessica Jessica Jones again in the MCU. Quote: If there's ever an opportunity, I'll be there in a flash. And people are speculating that she will show up in the She-Hulk series, which would be very, very fun and would be cool to see. Okay. But yeah, her show. Her, her show was oh, so good. So please bring her back. That's the one I heard was pretty good. It's so you Out should definitely. Do you love, you love David Tennant? Don't you? I do love David. Watch Tennant, season one. Yeah. He's a he's a bad guy. Anything he says, like people will do. Like he like brain controls people. That's awesome. He's called nice. the Purple Man. Love that. It's awesome. So good. Check it out. The Purple Man. All right. Um, okay. My first of two um, is that right now it seems that Shang-Chi might not open in China. Really? Wait, I didn't um, know that. This is wild. Um, so there was a 2017 interview um, with the CBC. I'm not sure what that is. Um, the Canadian broadcast channel. Probably. Maybe, yeah. He's from um, Canada, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Simu Liu, uh, gave an interview and he referenced his parents telling him of the conditions under communist rule in China oh, when they were little. Okay. And he referred to China as a quote, third world country where people were quote, dying of starvation. Dang. I mean, um, he's, he's definitely not wrong as far as like the no. horrible conditions that people suffer over there. Correct. So that's going like to hurt the Chinese, them. Yeah. Like, it's like the Chinese government and like the propaganda department like they are terrible um they're it seems like it's not gonna really happen over there um like this happened like with nomadland like chloe Zhao like did not like that movie did not get its uh initial release over there because she had comments about like china and everything that's interesting then too because eternals is the next marvel movie so that they'll maybe have two back-to-back mcu movies that don't do a china release right uh which is uh huge obviously for the box office yeah yeah that's a big deal because for people who may not know just because like movies do so well over in china like tons of they make tons of like money argue so much so that they uh tend to not show like black people on posters or like if they have gay people, mm-hmm. it's barely in the movie. Like it's all this stuff to kind of like appease a lot of Chinese markets, unfortunately, um, yes. which is a bummer. But I, I yeah. think it's really so, interesting of all the people to take on like the, like the Chinese, like, I don't know, like just like the government, I guess, because like they're the ones deciding what films can come in. And I feel like Simu Liu and Chloe Zhao are like two, good people to do that so i think that's pretty cool um as far as that goes yeah um hopefully that doesn't mean like like i i I don't want them to get like blacklisted or anything because like like because hollywood values chinese like dollars more than like their actors i hope that won't be the case but like yeah you know hopefully that doesn't happen yeah so we'll uh we'll see what happens there uh disney is just like peace out china i doubt that's gonna happen um but we'll, we'll see how that unfolds in the coming days, weeks. And then finally, 
Um, the in memoriam section, Jackson, our boy, Norm McDonald. Yes. Uh, he uh, passed away this week after a 10-year private battle with cancer. Didn't tell that's anybody. A really, yeah, that's a really long time. Another Chadwick Boseman kind of move. Yeah. Um, um, and you kind of get it. Like, yeah, he, it, it would be hard to get contracts or like any deals if you like, or just like everything else would be like out of pity perhaps. And I could totally see why yeah. you wouldn't want to uh, tell people about that. Yes. So uh, he died at the age of 61. Um, if you don't know who Norm Macdonald is, you know, he's from SNL. Um, he played uh, Burt Reynolds on Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL. Mm-hmm. All, classic all time. Um, he had one of the most amazing weekend update runs <laughs> you will ever have where he just literally didn't give a shit and just talked about like OJ Simpson way too much. <laughs> and it, it's amazing. Every, every joke, every punchline of the joke is just like, yeah, OJ killed that person. And it's it, amazing stuff. An all time late night talk show guest. Go watch any clip of him on a late night talk show, especially Conan O'Brien. And he is just a very different comedian. He's like, he's always described as the, the, by comedians as the comedian's comedian. And I think that's very high praise. Um, I, I, so Norm Macdonald. I have to say something. Cause I, I am not a big, uh, I didn't, I don't really know a lot of his stuff. And like, of course a, sure. a bunch of his clips came on. Like if people have been like, Oh, oh this yeah. is my favorite Norm joke and stuff. And they're always like four minute, like, like sit down interview <laughs> yes. bits. his delivery. I think what people like, like at least like the comedians, like I think the appeal is like how little he cares about his delivery and how that turns out to be like yeah, part of the his, joke. It's his candor. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it is charming. Definitely. Like, I think that's definitely his best part. Cause I've watched like a ton of his jokes lately, just like trying to see like what people really liked about him. And it seems like most of his shticks on like late night shows and stuff, or at least are like these like four minute jokes where it'll be like a dad joke punchline. But like people are just kind of having <laughs> yeah. fun along the way more than like the actual, like, like conclusion to it, which I th- I think is pretty fun, um, and definitely yeah. different from uh, traditional comedian stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, check out any YouTube clip of Norm Macdonald. Um, he it's some of the strangest comedy you'll ever seen. Probably not for everybody, but he is one of the funniest guys I've ever watched on YouTube or on TV. He, he's great. So rip to Norm. We love you. Um, Rest in peace. He also played. He played uh, the genie on Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, so yeah, I, saw, I saw that clip and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's <laughs> definitely him. That's funny." Yeah, they literally named him Norm in the show, which was. Great. Oh my god, I didn't um, even notice that. That's so funny. How, yeah, how about that? that? So that's definitely his best work. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, do you have anything else? That's my news. Uh, no, that's that is it for me as well. I'm amazing. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're going to dive into the 2019 Oscars. And we're back to a segment we like to call I Could Have Been a Contender. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. Uh, This week, Jackson and I are going to sit down and talk about the 2019 Oscars for movies released in 2018. Um, And it's interesting because Jackson and I did a 2020 Oscars retrospective Mm -hmm. a while back with movies released in 2019. And I think we were both in agreement that like 2019 was sneakily like an unbelievable movie. It was here. really good. Yeah. And uh, it's very interesting to compare that to this year, which is a pretty solid movie year, but definitely in terms of the awards, um, 
interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, so I guess before we begin, um, what do you think of 2018 as a movie year? As you were going through these movies that were nominated or weren't nominated, like yeah, what's really how does it compare? Yeah. So like my uh, my approach to this first was looking at the nominations and winners and being like, oh, I remember that. I'd switch this with this maybe. But then I went back yeah. and looked at like all of 2018 movies that were released, and I was like, oh my god, there mm-hmm. were so many snubs. Like there was so like it was a year oh, of great yeah. movies, and maybe a lot of them are great, but not Oscar uh, worthy, which is totally totally fine. Like not every movie is Oscar bait, and it doesn't have to be Oscar bait to be good. Um, sure. But like yeah, there was definitely a lot of things I changed around and added, and but yeah, for some of the categories, I think they they did nail. Um, and I was talking to you before uh, we recorded. I think this year had the chance to be the most diverse uh, as far as winners. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't do that too much, um, which is interesting. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like looking back, I, I I totally agree. Like looking back, um, it was probably a pretty standard year in terms of Oscars, like what you would come to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an entertaining year. Like you had your Oscar bait movies with your Green Books, what have you, and then like. This was a year we got like four Marvel movies. Like we got Spider Verse, mm-hmm. we got Black Panther, we got Infinity War, and I think we got Ant Man and the Wasp too this year. Yes. Um, so you know you have your fun comedies, like you have Game Night and Tag and all these things, and then like you also have your big cultural moments with like Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. were both this year. So like you have all these moments and then like when you get to the Oscars, like you said, it could have been something really cool, but then it just kind of wasn't. Um, and it's kind of what you would expect. Um, and I think, um, the Oscars this year does what it's known to do. They award the movies that, you know, like the, the Academy that's predominantly white would do to, as I, as I alluded, um, in the beginning, they award movies that would make, white people feel good about being white. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like you'll see when we go through here, like green book wins a lot, um, which is a deeply, um, interesting problematic movie you could say, but just, I think it's a, it's an okay movie, but it's like, it's painted in the wrong way in the way they paint their characters and the story. And the reason um, it's selected, it seems are for like, like you said, like the wrong reasons too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like they completely missed the point. And you know, like they nominate the movies, but don't necessarily reward them in the, the huge categories like mm-hmm. Black Panther. They give that a nomination. And then, of course, we'll get to it. We reward people heavily for playing real life characters. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we love that. And again, another year where Netflix just comes oh so close to winning Best Picture, but then it doesn't happen. Um, so some things don't change. Yeah. And um. And yeah, we're going to go through here in a second. And Jackson and I are going to, if we were the committee, per se, the, if we were the academy, if we were in charge of selecting these nominees, we, this is how we would have sorted it all out. And uh, we're going to get to it. Um, but f- before I even get there, do you remember this Oscar ceremony at all? Like, do you remember any amazing moments? I was trying to remember. I, I was hoping you would refresh me because I, I, I know I watched I it. To. Like, I watched them pretty religiously. I was maybe working at the mm-hmm. time whenever... Uh, this was on, but I don't really remember anything. Was this does this one have a host, or was this before they cut the hosts out? This does have a this does have a host. I think this is the last year of the host. Um, so well, wasn't Jimmy Kimmel I the think, last year? Wait, okay, wait. So the La La Land, 
uh, Moonlight debacle was the year before this? Correct. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel what? hosted oh, again me... this year. Yes, I think Kimmel hosted this year as well. Okay. I'm trying to. And so he was the last two hosts, and, and the final two. Hosts. Yeah, and then and then it, and then it went. Gotcha. Belly okay. But um, but yeah, this year um, I had four moments I had written down that I just remembered. Um, the first one was the big one, like when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper sang "Shallow" mm-hmm. and their faces were like really, really close to each other, and everyone was like, "They're having sex." Yeah. Like confirmed. <laughs> like in real life, they they're in the bone zone. Um, so that was amazing. My f- personal favorite is Olivia Coleman's acceptance speech for the favorite. She was, um, fun. which is just like an all time, just amazing, cute, sweet. Oh my gosh. I won victory speech. Um, that was amazing. And this is where Spike Lee also won his first competitive Oscar. Um, so that was a cool moment. He like jumped into Samuel L. Jackson's arms on stage, which was lit. <laughs> and he was wearing like a Kobe suit with like uh it was all purple that was neat and then an unsung moment which is my last moment is that um for best documentary short um a movie called period end of sentence one and it's basically a little documentary about menstruation oh cool and and it was really funny because uh a woman goes up on stage to accept and she's like crying because like she's like so emotional obviously Uh and she goes i'm not crying because i'm on my period like <laughs> that, an amazing moment. Um, so that was really fun as well. Um, a movie about menstruation won an Oscar. How about that? Good stuff. Um, we love it. Great stuff. Just some little moments. Um, acceptance speeches where we're fine, whatever, mostly. Um, but those are the ones that stuck out to me of the moments. And I think if you don't have anything else to add, Jackson, we should just dive in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so what we're going to do is we have a few categories here that we want to touch on. We'll talk about the actual nominees. We'll talk about them and then we'll do our personal, uh, nominees, what we think should have happened or what we just wish would have happened. Um, so where do you want to start Jackson? Um, I imagine we want to save like best picture, best actor, all that for like last. Do you want to start with like, um, writing original screenplay? We'll do that. I would, I would love to, um, because I know we're going to both talk about a movie that we really Oh, love. definitely. Um, <laughs> so before we dive in, I will list the actual nominees of Best Original Screenplay. Um, the first uh, being Green Book, uh, Nick Vallelonga, Brian Curie, and Peter Farrelly. Um, problematic. The favorite, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. Solid. First Reformed, Paul Schrader. Shout out, Paul Schrader. I just saw The Card Counter, Shout written out. and directed by you. Shout out. <laughs> Uh, Roma from Alfonso Cuaron and Vice from Adam McKay. Those were our nominees. Yeah. Um, thoughts here on the nominees just um, off the top. I think, honestly, I think these nominees are pretty solid. I think the favorite, uh, I actually really enjoyed the favorite. Um, I've heard Same. really good things about First Reform that I still need to check out. Um, mm-hmm. Roma was really interesting and Vice, you know, Adam McKay is just like, really good with writing. Um, so like, I think yep. all of those are really great green book. I, again, I haven't seen it, but like I've heard really weird things. So it feels weird to me that that one won out of all of them, mm-hmm. uh, let alone got a nomination, uh, to, felt a little weird to me, but, uh, yeah. 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 Like, I think this is going to be a trend we're going to see mm-hmm. here where green book wins. And this is the one nomination I would replace out of these nominees. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know where you're going to go here, but I'm assuming you're going to go this way. Probably. Um, I am keeping all of the nominees here except for Green Book, and which is crazy because it won. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking that out, and I'm putting in – who am I putting in, Jackson? Are you putting in 8th Grade by Bo Burnham? You bet your bottom <laughs> I'm putting in 8th Grade by Bo Burnham. Great choice. Um, this was huge snub this year, yeah. I believe. Um, it won maybe an Independent Spirit Award. I think Bo won for like Best New Screenwriter mm-hmm. or something. Um, but like, man, let's talk about this movie for a minute. Like the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a movie. Yeah. In a theater, like in a really good way, in a powerful way. Um, and I think that's all due to Bo's script and obviously the performances, but like the the screenplay that he builds and the story he tells like really effective when you're sitting in there yeah totally i and, we talked about it on yeah. our a24 episode but i really do think this is like one of the best modern coming of age movies because it really nails uh growing up in that weird time of school shootings being really common and like myspace and youtube being really like big like like it, you really feel not myspace maybe but like yeah. definitely youtube um, like growing up in the YouTube generation and having someone like Bo who made his career off of YouTube uh, originally, uh, yeah. he, he nails it. And yeah, I was, I was very surprised that he didn't even get a nomination for this because this was the movie I was super rooting for for this category because I was like, oh, he needs an Oscar for something for this. Um, yeah, but yeah, and this nothing. this makes perfect sense uh, for original screenplay, I believe. And I, 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 oh, I think yeah. Bo Burnham will... Uh, I was talking about this with someone the other day. Bo Burnham will get an EGOT in his lifetime. Um, he just recently, didn't he just recently win um, something? He won an Emmy. Yeah, he won, he won an won Emmy three Emmys. For, for Inside, his comedy special, um, which, you know, puts him yeah. on track. And congratulations to him. And, yeah, I can't wait to I watch his musical that he'll eventually do. That'll do really well, I hope. And, you know, who knows? Eighth Grade the Musical? Yeah, I'd watch it. Socko the Musical? Who knows? Nice. All sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's great. I bet he'll get a Grammy for his album here. If he doesn't have one already. Well, he might get it he... for like his Sesame Street work or something too. You never know. Like he's writing for like a that mm, movie. True. Um, I forgot. Like that could like be a potential Oscar thing for him if he's doing like music, like original music and stuff. Who knows? Like I'm sure there's a lot of chances yeah. for that. But yeah, love him. Love this I movie. I love that. I think so, it's great. Who is is your winner here if in your in your world? Is it is it eighth it's, grade? It's eighth grade. Up? Yeah, I think it's well deserved. Amazing. What about you? I love it. For me, for me, it's like between that and the favorite because I do adore that. movie. The favorite's good. Um, it's it's like mad underrated. I think. Yeah. So I'm, but I, I'll go Bo Burnham here as well Sweet. because just our love for Bo Burnham. So I love that. Um, do you have any thoughts on best adapted screenplay? I do. Do you want to talk about the nominations for that? Yeah, I'll give you the nominees because I couldn't, I didn't uh, create a new one, so I'd love to hear yours. Um, but here are the actual nominees. Um, the first being Black Klansman, um, a bunch of people, including Spike Lee, for that, where he won. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a movie I had forgotten about, um, by the Coen Brothers. Um, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I don't think anyone's talking about that movie anymore. That was a moment. <laughs> um, uh, if Beale Street Could Talk, Barry Jenkins' screenplay, which is wonderful. And 
A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper, Eric Roth, and Will Fetters were your nominees. And Black Klansman won. Yes. Uh, so Spike Lee won his Oscar and here. My take, what about you? My take, I guess, is that uh, they nailed it and it shouldn't be changed. <laughs> um, some of these, I don't change anything. Amazing. Uh, this one especially. Uh, Black Klansman is uh, amazingly uh, adapted in very clever ways. Um, because like uh, yes. it definitely takes its liberties uh, with the truth, which I think is totally fine um, as far as like with what the message is. Um, mm-hmm. making certain characters uh, Jewish and having um, just like certain events take place a little bit differently, make it way more interesting and way more pertinent because it's definitely supposed to be like a reflection of, you know, the 2016 Trump era. And I think they do a really yeah. good job of it. Um, and sometimes it's a little ham-fisted, but I think overall it works really well, especially at the time it was released. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. And uh, yeah, I, I, I I allow them to continue to have their Oscar for uh, adapted screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for yes. you. What power you have? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you wouldn't replace any here, or at least you could. I think, think these. Of any to I replace. think these nominations are pretty solid, actually. I think so too. Um, and I, I had forgotten that Ballad of Buster Scruggs was before I went back that it was nominated or even was a movie. Coen um, Brothers are is, great. They're, the song from it was super fun when they performed that. I remember that a lot because it was like very folky. And I like folk music, yeah, so I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah. Isn't it like Amazing. three short stories? Like, it's not even like a full I continuous think it's like four, movie. Four yeah, or five. it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's told in different. Which is kind of um, cool. Like, I think that's fun. Um, just, I liked it. Like, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but I had just forgotten about yeah. it. It was because it was a Netflix one, too. Um, so it just kind of, yeah. Cool. Um, okay, those are our screenplays. Um, do you have any more before like the big ones that you'd like to talk about discuss yeah i got some uh, a little bit we got visual effects uh some, oh yeah some different editings perhaps that we could get into okay take take us take us through those all right us. so for visual effects the nominations mm-hmm. were we had first man as the winner we had avengers infinity war we had christopher robin ready player one and solo a star wars story there wasn't a lot here to work with um honestly i feel like they probably mm-hmm. milked the nominations dry um you know throwing christopher robin in there i don't know you're kind of just like christopher for, robin yeah. oh christopher yeah. robin um <laughs> but i would give it to <laughs> avengers infinity war i i just feel like um what they do with thanos as like a full cg character but how he feels so realized in this movie is like mad mad impressive um yeah that like i I don't know it just seems like an obvious thing but yeah they gave it to first man which is totally fine but yeah i would give it to avengers infinity war would you throw annihilation in here perhaps i I was also thinking that because that one definitely has some trippy visuals and monsters yeah all sorts of stuff that would make sense for that too what would you replace it with, you think? Here? Um, hmm. It's tough. Maybe Christopher Robin? Probably. I mean, Ready Player One is cool visually. I just don't really love that movie, like, at all. Um, so I would almost feel sure. more inclined to... It's obviously more visual. Um, so, like, I guess it deserves the nomination. But, like, man, I just don't really like that movie. <laughs> but Annihilation yeah. would be would definitely be worthy of a, of a nomination there. Yeah. Annihilation. Solid movie. Solid. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Pretty lit. Um... Cool, Infinity War. Congratulations, Woo-hoo. you got an Oscar. Do you change um, the sound mixing category, or do you keep it the same? Uh, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, this was a year also when sound mixing and sound editing were yes. different categories. Yes. Um, but the nominations pretty much are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, 
except for the fact that A Star is Born for sound mixing and A Quiet Place for sound editing. Those are the ones that replace each other. So your nominees for both are Roma, First Man, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the latter, which won both of these awards. So I don't want to get into my Bohemian Rhapsody tangent yet. I'll do it um, for right now. Okay. Uh, I think cool. it's maybe deserved for sound mixing just because they like did some crazy stuff. That's with, what I was like, going to say. Found recordings yeah. of a uh, good old, uh, oh gosh, oh gosh, Freddie Mercury. Nice. Um, good. <laughs> that, that was painful. Um, nah, that was good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's like pretty deserving. However, for sound editing, I feel like A Quiet Place is the obvious choice for this. Maybe you disagree. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree. Like, obvious choice for this. I don't know. I feel like that was, like, the biggest, one of the biggest snubs uh, as far as, like, when Bohemian Rhapsody won. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I didn't have... Yeah. yeah. Anything else for those yeah, categories? Yeah, I... I uh, no, I I agree here. I Like, the sound mixing in First Man is is outstanding. Yeah. Um, what, what they're able to do in, like, in space when things just go silent mm-hmm. in the moment, which is, again, kind of the argument for A Quiet Place. I think A Quiet Place should have won sound editing... I'm fine with Bohemian Rhapsody winning sound mixing yeah. because they, again, they mix, allegedly they mix Freddie Mercury, um, Rami Malek, and a Freddie Mercury impersonator's voice all together in mo- some moments. Um, allegedly. I don't know how much Rami actually yeah. did, um, which we'll get to later. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think these are, these are solid. Um, so I'll go with that. Cool. As Love well. it. Um, I don't. Do you have any thoughts on short film or animated or live action? Or? No, I left the I left the short films alone for this, just because I yeah I I, I'll check them out like occasionally, but I definitely don't ever watch all of them. So yeah, uh, Bow. That's the Pixar one. That was yeah, cool. that one's cute. Um. Uh. Okay. Do you have anything for production design? I do. Um. Just because I felt oh, it was yeah. really weird. Like I'm glad Black Panther won something but it felt very weird Uh that they won production design when like a lot of it is like cg landscapes for the most part and then you have like the waterfall which is like practical which is cool um sure like i personally thought the favorite made way more sense for this category just because it's like in a cool like castle and like i don't know like that's just it's it's very oscar baity in ways that i think it deserved to win and so i would have gone with the favorite for that yeah, that's, I think that's what I, at the time, voted for and what I thought was going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I don't really understand the Black Panther win here. I mean, I it feels like a let's give them one yeah. to me. Um, but, eh, you know, I mean, I, I understand everything else in this category. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mary Poppins Returns is is fine, I guess, um, which is a movie I haven't thought about since it came out, <laughs> you know, since I've seen it. But, um, but yeah, and then I... Let, does that lead? Let's lead that into. Um, let's talk about costume design. Then, do you have any thoughts on costume design? I kept because it, Black Panther wins. Here. I kept it with Black Panther because I thought, like, I do think Black Panther deserves an Oscar. Like, it's definitely like yeah. someone has some amazing uh, stuff for it, and I think the costume design, especially, mm-hmm. is crazy fun and uh, really, really, really cool. Although I would say the favorite would be a heavy, heavy contender for that too. Obviously, um, but yeah, I yes, guess it Panther. also was nominated. In a, it lo- the nominees were also Ballad of Buster Scruggs, mm-hmm. The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots, which I saw. Was it good? Um, uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's a remake of a 70s movie. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan, I mean, Ooh. 
can't can't get much better I, I, for honestly, two female kind of leads. Sell <laughs> like I like both of them. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, the story, uh, the uh, the costumes are obviously like ancient England, old timey yeah. dresses and stuff. So that always gets a nice nom. Um, cool. I want to save um, film editing because I want to go on a rant about okay. that. Okay. Um, makeup and hairstyling, really quick. Okay. Um, I think Vice won here, and I think deservedly so. Yeah, totally. I, I kept um, it the same too. I also kept that the same. Mary Queen of Scots also nominated a film called Border. I've never seen, mm-hmm. never heard of. All due respect to Border. Um, okay, let's talk music. Yes. Um, Original song. What do you got? Oh, boy. Um, so the nominees, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings. It's such from a the good song. Buster Scruggs. It is a really good song, I will say. Underrated. Um, the Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll Fight from RBG. Um, music and lyric by Diane Warren. Good for her. Um, All the Stars from Black Panther. That was pretty fun. Uh, this, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I think SZA is also attached yeah. to that. Um, and then Shallow from A Star Is Born. Um, Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson. Yeah. Um, I, I obviously kept this the same. Mm-hmm. Shallow's um, amazing. I kept, I kept Shallow. Like, that's a cultural reset. Like, that's a moment. <laughs> it's like, really fun. Everyone was singing Shallow. It was on the radio. Like, so was All the Stars, to be fair. All the Stars but, was really good. It just... Shallow was more quintessential to the movie, which I think for me is what an original song should do is like kind of like have those moments where I don't did all the stars just like play during the credits of Black Panther. Like, I don't even remember where it was in the movie. I think it was like they also took like mixes from it and like overlaid it at times gotcha. like during them, but not very often. Yeah. And like this, this category is always so kind of BS at times. Cause like you can just get nominated for an original song. If you just tack it on the end credits, yeah. like you said, and like, that doesn't seem what, like what this is for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when it fits into the movie in like kind of a diegetic way, like I like, I like that for shallow. So I kept it obviously, and I'm a sucker for a Star Was Born, like a great, great movie. So yeah, Shallow, I st- I stuck with here. Um, now best original score, mm-hmm. um, is our nominees are Mary Poppins Returns, Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. Heyo, um, If Bill Street Could Talk, Black Klansman, and Black Panther, which won this category. Yeah. For me, I think Black Panther deserves this win. However, I will say Black Klansman's score is so amazing. Uh, we I rewatched yeah. it yesterday. Abby saw it for the first time. Very fun. Uh, very serious, Fresh. but like very great moments. Um, the score is so, so good for that movie. I love it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Black Panther to me feels like the obvious win here just because of like the impact that that um, album had like everyone was listening to it at the time I remember um, but yeah yes I feel like that like is the right call probably I agree and I love it um, um, okay let's talk about film editing let's do it <clears throat> um, so here's our nominees here people <laughs> um, we have Vice Green Book The Favorite Black Klansman and Bohemian Rhapsody and Bohemian Rhapsody wins this category it feels weird for now, sure I don't know if you've seen this the this clip on Twitter um, around the time when this movie came out. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Which gave us a literal scene from the movie where the editing, it's like someone meeting Queen for the first time, like at a, an outside dinner table or something. 
And the editing in this scene, you would think like a five-year-old just like walked on the keyboards of Final Cut Pro or something. <laughs> and like the editing is absolutely atrocious. And it's in this one scene particularly. Like I don't know if I do know what you're talking good. about actually. Which, which scene is it? Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna send it to okay. you. He's like, he shows up and he's like, so this must be Queen. And they're like, they're talking. And like, I'm going to send you the clip after we record this. Okay, I can't wait. But it's, it's, it's not good. And I think that's overshadowed by the fact that the last like 20 minutes of Bohemian Rhapsody is that did a, a little recreation of Wembley during Live Aid. And I think that's why I'm yeah. on here. And that, that was cool. That um, was a cool moment. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would give this to Bohemian Rhapsody in hindsight. And I honestly might give it to Vice. Um, that would make sense to me. That, that, that and Black Klansman were the top two contenders from like the current list of nominees. That made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, yeah. I went with Black Klansman just because I love the crispness of like when they show like a file or talk about a person. Like the way like they display it on screen is really cool. With like these like mm, they're yeah. almost like they scanned it and like like put it on a black background just to show the audience in ways, and I also really loved like the double takes of shots so that were very intentional. I thought that was also really cool, which is why I went with Black Klansman. But Vice also totally makes sense to me. Absolutely, I love that. Now you notice we haven't we don't have a lot of different nominees yet for these smaller no. categories, but we're we're gonna dive we'll in there. here very soon. <laughs> um, we have a couple more of the technicals to go through. Um, I, uh, I don't think you have, do you have any thoughts on documentary short subject or documentary feature? I I haven't seen any of these documentaries. Um, so I left those. Those are usually pretty well orchestrated, except one snub this year was the Mr. Rogers documentary, which wasn't even nominated. Free solo, um, which is the only free solo one. And I haven't seen that. I saw, I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary in theaters and I was crying and I'm not even a big Mr. Rogers guy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that should have been nominated, at least. Um, foreign language film. Um, I would have kept uh, these all the same as well. international film? You bigot. Listen, I'm, just, I'm reading the <laughs> Oscars website, and they haven't oh, changed okay. it. Okay, all right. So it is still foreign language film. This is probably the problem of this year. If you, if you uh, Anyway, um, Shoplifters from Japan, Never Look Away from Germany, Cold War from Poland, Capernaum from Lebanon and Roma from Mexico is the obvious winner yeah. here. And I think mm-hmm. it stands. Yeah, totally. Um, and I've seen cold war um, and it's, it's impressive cin- cinematography and whatever, but Roma is like, is electric. It's pretty good. Yeah. Roma is pretty, pretty nuts. Um, okay. Let's get into cinematography and then we're going to dive into some, cool, yeah. some goodies. I actually kept uh, um, Roma for this. I did as yeah, well. Cool. Um, <laughs> So maybe there's not there's not much to talk yeah. about. Um, but the nominees were Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, and A Star Is yeah. Born. Um, I do think the, the cinematography in A Star Is Born is pretty cool, but Roma, like, what they do there is is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, black and white, of course, it's gonna win the they Oscars. They love that stuff. Um, they love it. Um, okay, before acting and directing and everything, um, let's get into animated feature film and maybe just talk about Spider Verse for a minute. Yes. Because yeah. I have um, never been more hyped for an Oscar win than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse getting the like best animated film Oscar. Um, yeah. Just because you never know with them. Like like the nominee, who were the nominees for this year? It was the nominees were Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. Uh, Mirai, 
Isle of Dogs, Incredibles 2, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I was really worried it was going to lose to Isle of Dogs. I thought that's what was going to happen as well. And I also thought they could have upset everyone and just given it to Incredibles 2 instead of Isle of Dogs or Uh, Spider-Man. I was so hyped that Into the Spider-Verse won just because it's... It's arguably my favorite movie. Uh, I I really love it, and it it's so special. And like I cry like every time I watch it, like multiple times. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so and I also maybe shed a tear for them when they won because I was super super excited for it. Um, getting getting the love and appreciation that it it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love Isle of Dogs. Um, I think Ralph breaks the internet is fine. Yeah, and Incredibles two is fine. Um, I like Incredibles two, but, but yeah, yeah it's I, like as far as animation, like the animation in Incredibles two is insane. And Isle of Dogs because it's stop motion is its own art form. Like that's like <laughs> so different than just like being an animated film. Yeah, um, but yeah, Spider Verse really revolutionized their patented uh, animation technology and did some really cool, like from comic book page to screen stuff that you've that yeah, we've never absolutely. seen. Absolutely. These stay. These stay. Um, we love congratu- it. Con- congratulations <laughs> to them. Um, okay. Now, I believe we can dive in to some where I actually have changed some things okay. up. Um, so let's start with Best Director. Yes. Um, the actual nominees here were Adam McKay for Vice, Yorgos mm-hmm. Lanthimos for The Favorite, uh, Pavel Pavel Kowski for Cold War, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Um, all dudes. Okay. Yeah, all dudes. Um, here, I would only replace one. Alfonso Cuaron won for yeah. Roma, and I think that's well-deserved. Um, however, I am replacing Pavel Pavel Kowski, which was a shock to everyone at the time, I'm pretty sure. Um I've seen this movie. The directing is incredible, but um, the one snub here is that Bradley Cooper is not here in this category. Um, and I think the directing of a star is born is better than his acting in a star. Did is born. I remember like, that he I, directed it? Did I know that? I don't know. He wrote, directed That's really impressive. and starred Actually, it. I don't know if I knew that. Um, That's super cool. And I think the way he's able to film like live concerts and like live music yeah. and it's hard to do <laughs> colors he does. It's hard to do while also like being the star of the movie. And this was a huge snub at the time and I'm writing the wrong right now and I'm throwing him back in here, but I'm still having Alfonso Coron for Roma because there are some scenes in Roma, these long shot scenes, the, 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 the way that it's framed, like, it's it's very well done, and so Alfonso Cuarón for me is who I have. But what about you? Do you have any switcheroos? I, I did switch it up. I gave it to Spike Lee um, again. Nice. I mean, this I is that. no surprise. Black Klansman was like my favorite movie of of uh, twenty eighteen. Um, I can and tell. I just think Spike Lee is really deserving. <laughs> He's made some incredible stuff, and you know, I, I just yes, I just like has. his stuff a lot, and I like his style a lot, and it comes through in his directing, and I think that's pretty fun. So, absolutely, I love that. I love Black Klansman as much as the next guy. If the next guy is you. True. Which I love a lot. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the acting categories now. Then. Okay. Um, here, I think we're going to see a lot of shakeup. I think so, too. Um, and I'm excited. Should we start with Best Supporting Actress? Yeah. 
This is my least Amazing. controversial. I kept it the same, um, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. I I only changed a few just for the sake of conversation. Um, I'm okay with most of the nominees. Here's so here are the nominees: um, Rachel Weisz for the favorite, Emma Stone for the favorite, Marina de Tavira for Roma, Amy Adams for Vice, and Regina King wins for If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, the win is deserved. Mm-hmm. She is amazing in that. Um, just for the sake of conversation, I s- replaced Marina de Tavira and Amy Adams in Vice. I think Amy Adams is okay in Vice. Okay. I don't think she's stellar. I, I mean, she, she plays her part well, but I think that there's other deserving here. Um, and Marina de Tavira is also very good, but I just replaced her for the sake of talking about these two nominees. So I kept Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz and Regina King. Regina King winning still. But I threw in Claire Foy for First Man. Fun. And then I threw in Nicole Kidman for Boy Erased. Cool. Okay. Um, and um, I think just Claire Foy plays a very unsung role in First Man where like it, – it's so interesting the story of her and Neil Armstrong played by Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. um, and like how she's kind of like – put on the back burner and like is kind of the, the unsung hero of the whole thing. Yeah. I think she does a really good job with that. And then Nicole Kidman and Boy Erased. I don't know if you've seen, we've talked about Boy Erased before, but I don't think you've seen it. I haven't it. seen it now. It's, it's the one it's where Lucas Hedges is, it plays a gay man and he's just sent to a conversion. Yeah, that camp sounds really interesting. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman plays his mom who like is supportive of him, but like also has to deal with his like, um, really harsh father uh-huh. and who's a priest played by Russell Crowe. And I think she does a really good job in it as well. And I just wanted to mention those two here to shout out that you should check out boy cool. erased. Cause like it. it's, it's wild. Um, so yeah, but Regina King, uh, if Beale street could talk, she doesn't, she's amazing in that. So shouts to her. Cool. Um, so best supporting actor then. This one is maybe my most con- – well, actually, it's not my most controversial. It is a controversial uh, change-up for me. Did you change yours? Uh, I changed mine. Uh, yes, I replaced two okay. people in this. Tell me what you got. Um, well, I'll, I'll read the nominees first here. Um, Sam Rockwell for Vice. Fun. Uh, your boy, Sam mm-hmm. Rockwell. Um, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me. Uh, Sam Elliott for A Star He's Is Born. Too. He's really good. Oh, man. Oh, man, that scene. Uh, anyway. Uh, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So good. And uh, Mahershala Ali wins for Green Book. Um, so what do, you, what do you have here? What are you shaking um, up? I would replace Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me and throw in Michael B. Jordan uh, from, from Black Panther. Jackson, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> That's awesome, but not only not only did I do that, but I gave it to him too. I just said, you know what? Oh, he can boy! Win. I I would be cool with Adam I Driver getting it. I'd be great. Everyone here, I think, is very deserving of it. Like literally all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a fun little shakeup, though. So maybe Michael B. Jordan gets it. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I replaced Richard E. Grant as well. That's a that's a fine performance. And can you ever forgive me? Um, that movie is just it's it's fine to me. It it didn't blow me away. Um, but he doesn't do good performance in it, but for the sake of conversation, Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther, we've talked about before his character so great. and everything. Um, so great. Um, on top of that, Jackson, I did something you're probably going to have. <gasps> Tell me. 
I replaced Sam Rockwell. You monster. I am so sorry. How could you do this? Um, I did it for for one reason. Two words, Timothy Shallow. Okay. You know what? Uh, Fair. <laughs> I, I gave Timothy a nomination here for Beautiful Boy, which is another one of those boy movies that was released around the same time. And this is the one where Steve Carell plays Timothy Chalamet's mm-hmm. dad. Um, and like Timothy Chalamet is like a heroin addict and he's trying to get, get clean and he like gives a pretty devastating performance mm-hmm. and it's really good. And I think also, if I remember correctly, I think Steve Carell is married to Amy Ryan in this movie, who is Holly Flax. So I think they play like husband and wife to each other, which is fun. Um, And then I gave it to Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Yeah. Just for my love. Yeah, I would also do that. that character. Like, I love him so much. I gave too many awards to uh, Black Klansman, as you've previously seen. So uh, I had to shake it up a little bit. Although I was really hoping Adam Driver would win. And uh, you know he'll he'll get his chance eventually. He's so he will. Good. It's gonna He's happen. So fun. Um, I mean, he might get nominated for like. Two Oscars. Do you ever think how weird it is how like he's in like every good movie and he's also in like the Star Wars sequel franchise as like the young bad guy like who's like a just like an angry boy. (laughs) Like it's so weird. His career is is so fascinating and he has an amazing agent, um, whoever it is, because like the the he's known commercially and he also is in like these prestigious films and these art house films and and. He does a lot of, and good then he work. finds like and niche, with, like little pieces of gold, like with Logan Lucky, and like he gets like yeah. he gets in everywhere. Like honestly, he's like he's worked with every great living director, so it's 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 quite something. Um, That's so true. Like he's anyway, literally all, in uh, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Like he's worked with like the Coen Brothers. Like he's he really has done a lot of stuff. He's done it all. He's worked with Spielberg. He's worked with Soderbergh. I'm a he's big worked fan. With, with Scott. Big fan. I mean, huge. We should do uh, it's. Let's do an Adam Driver. Oh, absolutely, episode, so. um, <laughs> amazing. Um, anyway, I'll do respect to Mahershala Ali, who gives a great performance in a movie I don't like. Yep. So that's the only reason that I have pegged him down here. I still gave him a nom, but he is amazing in that movie, even though it's not my favorite. Um, okay, Michael B. Jordan, let's go. Um, okay, should we go to Best Actress? Let's then? do it. All right. Um, the actual nominees here are Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. Glenn Close for The Wife. <laughs> Yalitza Aparizio for Roma. And the shocker, Olivia Coleman wins for The Favorite. That was pretty crazy. Uh, insane. I thought Lady Gaga um, was going to get it at the time, I think. I mean, I think at the time, the conversation was like, is it Gaga? Is it going to be Glenn Close? Are we finally going to give Glenn Close her Oscar? Yeah. And then it was neither of yeah. them. And it was the biggest shock I've ever seen. Um, so um, what did you do here, Jackson? Um, I replaced one person. I replaced Melissa McCarthy. Uh, sorry. She does some good stuff. Sorry. I really mostly just don't enjoy her. Um, and I replaced her with my winner, for Best Actress, and I gave it to Tony Collette for Hereditary. Jackson, that's my winner and replacement as <laughs> well. Oh, Man, my goodness. She just gives a great performance. I was I debated putting in her a supporting role because it's like none of them are all like necessarily the main character, but I was like, nah, she deserves this. She gave a great performance. Yeah. Um, man, she's scary in that movie. So good. She is, and she's like 
and devastating stuff. Yeah. Like the, that dinner table scene. So good. So good. Oh my gosh. And like the, the things she's able to do with her face, the way she's able to emote without saying yeah. anything. She's mad. So talented. powerful. Like she give, they give her more like comedic roles and like knives out and stuff. But like, man, yeah. she can, she can hit it like hard when she needs to. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Love her. Underrated. So, so good. I remember that so, yeah. being like the, stu- the snub I was most mad about, but it also taught me mm-hmm. that they just don't care about horror movies at all. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. Yep. It's, it's not going to happen, Absolutely. but maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. And I do actually have one other replacement. Oh, here okay. As a nominee. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to voice it. I replaced Glenn Close. I'm sorry for the wife. Um, I've seen the wife. She isn't even the best part of that movie, <laughs> and it's not even a great movie. And she's the um, wife, I think. She is the wife. She's the titular wife. Um, but I've replaced her with Elsie Fisher for eighth grade. Oh, fun! I like and, that a lot. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to give her her due because I think what she does is very unsung and actually harder than most people realize. True. Um, she she nailed the cringe, like nailed it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's so fun. Do you um, follow her on social media? So yeah. She's so funny. I don't. Is she yeah, good? she turned her Twitter into a fake Paddington account for a little bit and was just tweeting <laughs> insane shit as like Paddington the Bear. Um, I love her. She's a memer. That's awesome. And yeah, I just have a lot of respect for her. She's cool. Awesome. The voice of the people. Shout <laughs> Truly. out Paddington. <laughs> when are we going to do our Paddington retrospective? I still need to see those movies, dude. Like, I hear they're like the most amazing things. I just watched things. them. And I'm really excited. I just watched Paddington one for the Did first you love time. It? I haven't seen Paddington two yet, but you know, it's, it's not, it's, I, I <laughs> it's, it's good. I'm and hearing it's cute. Paddington no, and it's slander fun. coming up. Listen, I have no, no, no ill will towards Paddington. I have ill will towards the people that say it's the greatest movie ever made. Well, have you seen Paddington um, two? Cause isn't that the one is Paddington or Paddington two, the number one movie on, uh, I, don't I think it's the second, I think one. it's Paddington two now. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe I, you don't even know. I won't, I won't, yeah, I won't speak ill will <laughs> towards Paddington too yet, but love it. I mean, we can probably agree that it might be better than Citizen Kane because I would almost definitely agree with that. Sorry, haters. <laughs> Sorry, haters. Um. Anyway, let's move on to best actor. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man, time for the takes to roll here. Here are the actual nominees: Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Christian Bale for Vice. And Rami Malek wins for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Um, let's unleash the beast here, Jackson. I want to hear your takes. Um, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. Here's the thing, guys. People have won Oscars in the past for playing real-life people, right? Some of those people have been singers. And what makes these things so powerful when they win is that they are actually singing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Hear shout me out. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Now, shout out to Jamie Foxx. God, that movie's so um, For playing Ray. Oh, I was I thinking Electro. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, when he sings in Electro, when he sings in Spider-Man yeah. 2. Oh, yeah. Time to wow. blow out the candles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a quote um, from that movie, if you ever saw it. You're right. And, uh, <laughs> And, and listen, sometimes, you know, people even get nominated for, you know, playing the real life person and embodying the character. I get that. And they do the lip singing and they still get nominated. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. But they don't usually win. Yeah. And Rami Malek here wins for, in my opinion, in my maybe hot take, putting on a white tank top, 
putting in some buck teeth, lip syncing, taping on a mustache, and lip syncing, and he won an Oscar for it. Something that I could do if I were at a bar anywhere. You did do that, and I could, and I've done it. I dressed up as Halloween as Freddie Mercury. It was good. Where was my Oscar? I embodied the character. I, so. I walked around and I was like, "Hello, love," and I should have won an Oscar. But Rami beat me to it, and I get it. He embodied he embodied Freddie Mercury, I suppose. You know, nah. he he. <laughs> but 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 I, I can see where people are coming from. But literally, why did he win here, guys? It's because. Freddie Mercury, everyone loves Freddie Mercury, and everyone loves Queen. And Queen, man, they were pushing hard on this campaign to get Rami this Oscar. And it worked. It did. It certainly worked. (laughs) Um, The Academy was easily swayed, and they love Freddie Mercury. It's why why Renee Zellweger won for playing uh, Judy Garland, because they love Judy Garland, and they didn't reward her in the past. This happens from time to time. It happened here. I hate it. Um, All respect to Rami Malek, which I think is a— is a good actor, and I think he's a great man. But this is something I could do at a birthday party, and he won an Oscar for it. <laughs> it's I'm so it's sorry. It's so funny too because like whenever they were showing the clips from uh, the like whenever they show like the nominees, they'll they'll do a clip of like their like insane some insane scene that they did during the movie, and everyone is giving uh-huh. crazy performances. And then Rami Malek is just playing the piano, and then Freddie Mercury is singing, <laughs> and he's just like moving his mouth. It's like, okay. and he's also not playing piano. He's, just he's not actually playing the piano. No. So yeah, whole mess. Gosh. Um. So my first hot take here is I I haven't even nominated him in my new one. Um, Me neither. I've taken. Him <laughs> I out took him out too. <laughs> Great. Um, I have only kept two. Oh, interesting. Um, nominees. Yes, I kept Christian Bale for Vice, mm-hmm. and I kept Bradley Cooper for A Star okay. Is Born. And who'd you replace? Um, um, I replaced Willem Dafoe. All due respect to Willem Dafoe, I think he's good in this movie at Eternity's Gate. He plays Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Um, a very subtle performance a contained performance but i just wanted to reward other if anyone of the people i replaced he would be the one i would keep yeah. but he was just on the fringe and i wanted to talk about other people performances and i got rid of vigo mortensen for green book just because i just did, don't i'm not vibing yeah. with his character in this movie um and he is like the picture of white saviorism in this movie and i'm i'm not subscribing to that no so, thank you I, um so i have replaced um, Rami Malek I replaced Rami Malek with Ethan Hawke from yep. First Reformed mm-hmm. um, which seemed this year to be the biggest snub um, he didn't get nominated he gives an amazing performance and Jackson when you watch it you, you text me and let me know um, because he's doing some amazing stuff in there um, and then maybe one you have I did John David Washington yes for Black Klansman. Yeah, so um, yes. I also put Ethan Hawke and John David Washington in there. Um, I, I also nice. removed the same people you did. Although I felt I did feel the same way about uh, keeping Willem Dafoe in just because it is he's playing, you know, it, it's definitely more of like an artistic approach versus like, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody and stuff. And we love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and, we love yeah, Willem and Dafoe. He's, he's a great Oscar bait too. So I was like, mm, bummer. Oh, yeah. But uh, I also added... Wait, who'd you, who'd you have win? I guess I should ask first now that I know who's in yours. Oh, um, I have, well, I also have one more oh, replacement okay. and then I'll, I'll let you have yours. Okay. Um, and then just because I like this movie so much and I think it's understated what he's able to do in this movie, I picked John Cho 
from searching. Do you remember Fun. this movie? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I rem- I never saw it because it was a horror movie or like a thriller or something that like took place. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's like kind of a thriller mystery, yeah. kind of a horror thing. But it's like all filmed like on a map. Yeah, John Cho. Like, I, I I don't all... know if I've seen like him in a lot of stuff, but he just always seems so nice and charming. So like that's great. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I th- I think it was cool what he was able to do given the limited medium of like what he was able to mm-hmm. do on like just a, a laptop screen. And so I wanted to give him uh, props here as well. So yes. Um, so who did you have winning? Um, so I added um, Ethan Hawke for uh, uh, first reformed John David Washington uh-huh. for black Klansman. And my final edition and winner is Shamik Moore for Miles Morales and Into the Spider-Verse. I wanted to give it to a voice actor uh, performance, which I thought was uh, well-deserved. We're making history here at the Oscars. I (laughs) know. Look at us. Yeah, I just love that movie so much. Um, It's so good. I was... uh... I was kind of boring, and maybe, and I picked Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born because I just love him in that. Um... But I love the Shamik Moore. Pick. Thank you. Um, do you think it'll ever happen at the Oscars where we'll either reward someone in Best Actor for just a vocal performance, or will we get like a vocal performance Oscar for like animated? I movies? hope we get a category for voice acting, just in general. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even I have to so. be like main, like well-known actors, like because like voice acting is so deep with like actual and i i think i prefer it too of like almost recognizing the people who are like never recognized and like giving animated movies to like more of the professionals as far as voice acting goes um yeah that'd be fun i really think uh scarlett johansson should have won for her voice performance and her like i think that was great at mm. the time um and i think this is another great example of someone who uh who really like I don't know. Miles Morales, like that introduction of that character was like the first time for so many people in, in such a fun way that I just loved. And yeah, Shamik Moore. Outstanding. Amazing. Um, okay. Should we move on to best picture? Yes, let's. Is this, I believe, the the big one? The big kahuna? This is the, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. That's what it's Love all it. about. Um, this year, there were eight nominees. Mm-hmm. Um and they can go up to 10 is the new rule. Um, but here were the actual nominees before we dive into what works and doesn't work here. Um, Vice, A Star is Born, Roma, The Favorite, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klansman, Black Panther, and Green Book wins Best Picture. Yeah. Um, thoughts on these nominees before Uh, we i think they're pretty good like they're kind of like the best of what they had um again it kind of shows that we didn't have an amazing year as far as that stuff goes um i'm one of the more controversial people who don't really think black panther is super worthy of a best picture nomination um however i'm I'm happy that it's there i i just i i don't know it felt like kind of like a pandering pick like at the time they were talking about adding a like favorite, like what what was it, like people's choice almost category, and uh, like yeah, this was the big yeah, and this was kind of like oh well instead we'll do this, um, which yeah it, it's fine. Um, that's kind of my take on it. I Green Book I don't think should have won, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, what what did you think about the nominations? Yeah, I think they're I think they're okay. I think they're pretty good. I think it has a little bit of everything that the Academy looks for. You know. You've got your kind of comedic 
ones with Vice yeah. and The Favorite. You have your your foreign language pick in there, international film, Roma. You have your musical with A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. You have a movie that they think is saying something in Green Book, and then you have a movie that's actually saying something in Black Klansman. And then you have your pop pick in there. You have Black Panther in there. Um, So I think they cover their bases pretty well. I um, disagree, obviously, with the Green Book uh, win for all the reasons we've Mm -hmm. mentioned. It's a deeply manipulative movie, I believe, that um, transforms its actual real-life characters completely for the sake of the narrative. Which um, which is okay to do, but it's just in, in, in typical fashion, but it just really kind of tarnishes the legacy of some of these people yeah. and en- enhances some for the others. Um, like Mahershala Ali's character was, his family came out after the fact um, and was like, yeah, this is not what our dad was like at all. Um, they paint him in like a, a person who's like never home and like he doesn't... Um, he doesn't like spend time with us. They, they paint him in an interesting light. So the white savior of that Viggo Mortensen plays can kind of slide in yeah. here. And again, nepotism at its finest. I think his son helped us write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously his dad's gonna be painted in a good light. Um, and yeah, so those are my problems with green book. And I don't think it should have won. I was very upset when it won and I have replaced it as an, a nominee all together. Cool. Yeah, what, um, what did you add? So, what did you replace? So here's what I did. So the Academy allows up to 10. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of conversation, I have 10 nominees. Um, so I've replaced four? Four okay. of them. I have replaced Green Book. I have replaced... Oh, I actually, I've only replaced two and I added okay. two to make four. So I replaced Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody. Um which is just wild to me because like these were two of the quote favorites and award winners that won a bunch of things at the actual awards. And I've gotten rid of them completely. Um, Which just says a lot about this year in the Oscars. It was just very, uh, I don't know, troublesome if you, some would say. So I got rid of green book and I got rid of Bohemian Rhapsody and I replaced them with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. I have that here. And also, eighth grade. Yes. <laughs> I did both of those too. I did that exact same thing. Amazing. Um, I okay. also added Crazy Rich Asians to Best Picture also. Nice. So this is one I was going to mention at the end where I didn't know where to yeah. put Crazy Rich Asians, but like a movie that definitely should have gotten some recognition yeah. somewhere um, in terms of just, again, the moment, the cultural mm-hmm. moment. Honestly, like visual effects, it could have been like, there's crazy effects in Crazy Witch Asians at the actual like wedding and everything, maybe production design, but um, but yeah, it should have gotten something, and I think it's a good movie and I like it here. That's good. What did you replace it with? Or- I added it, so I replaced those exact same things. Oh, okay, I added cool. that, and cool. I added Isle of Dogs also to my to make. It oh, a full nice. Time. I added I two love animated that. movies. So cool. I love yeah. that. Um, yeah, the other additions I had. Um, I wanted to throw in two horror movies as well. Oh, cool. Um, so I have A Quiet Place and I have Hereditary oh, as well. Mm, okay. Maybe for mine, replace... Oh, gosh. Mm, maybe replace Isle of Dogs and put in Hereditary for mine then. That's, I, I completely yeah, forgot like, to put this in for Best Picture. It's so good. 
Oh, I, I think I even forgot to mention for best director that I replaced. Yeah, I did forget to mention. I, I put Ari Aster in there for best oh, director totally, as yeah. well for a nomination. Totally. I, don't, I don't remember who I replaced. Who was it? Oh, I replaced Adam McKay as That's director. Fair. I thought he, I gave him the screenplay nod, so I replaced him there. But yeah, um, I threw Hereditary and A Quiet Place in. I thought A Quiet Place is just like your, it is a horror movie through and mm-hmm. through. And I think Hereditary is more of just like a, a we talked about it before, like the horror is in the yeah, family drama. Yeah, so good. And um, so I put that in there as well. Um, okay, so our winners. Um, this is um, putting everything aside from what I've said about what the Academy usually does and what usually wins. And I gave some inspired nominations. I still went with my winner being a star is born. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know why I was, first of all, I went to see this movie by myself in a theater, um, which was, I don't know, maybe profoundly sad when you think about <laughs> I it. I saw it with but, my mom. <laughs> um, cute. Oh man, you were probably devastated. Um, um, I was really affected by this movie when I saw it, and I hadn't, I don't think I even really knew at the time that it was a remake, yeah, like a, of a fourth time mm-hmm. remake, and I was just so impressed with the artistry, and get this, the actual singing that the actors yeah. are doing, who would have thought, <laughs> um, and the way they're able to tell the story of the rise and fall of, of two different people, and the performances, and I think the music is amazing and it lends itself to the story. And I'm a sucker for anything with good music in it because I'm a theater yeah. kid, obviously. I think the performances are amazing. I think Sam Elliott, we didn't even really get to talk about He's him, fun in it. Really? But like, man, that one scene where he like gets out of the car, Bradley Cooper does, and like Sam Elliott's backing out of the driveway and you just see his face and it's like about to break into tears. That is some of the best so acting good. you'll ever see. And his oh voice. Ooh, um Oh man, I wish I could sounded like Sam Elliott when I get older. Um, that's a goal, and I could pull off a mustache his like mustache he does. Is so Probably good. not. Gosh, um, his mustache would win an Oscar if he's true. On but, um, but yeah, so I went for a Star Is Born here. It might be a boring pick. It might be what the Oscars would typically do, awarding a yeah. musical. Um, if you could consider it a musical. Um, but. Sometimes you know I don't care, and <laughs> this was my this was my vote. And if I had an Oscars committee that I trusted around me, it probably would not have won. Um, but this is what I would have voted for. This would be on my ballot. I so I went for a Star Is Born here. What about you, Jack? Uh, I also switched up who won, and I went with Black Klansman. Uh, to me, nice. I'm, I'm gonna sound like Shocker. a record. I know uh, this movie <laughs> is just so so great the editing the pacing uh, the story is like really intense like some of the most tense scenes ever like when like adam driver is getting like that lie detector test in the basement and then so oh, oh it's, yeah. it's so crazy and so like john david washington has to run out and like throw a brick through their window of this like clan meeting oh it's so crazy um so intense um also like really interesting performances like Topher grace as the grand wizard of the kkk Topher! um yes <laughs> I don't think they would ever nominate that performance. Like, I don't think they could. Like, I, like it would be so so controversial. No, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but he did a really good job in that. And like, I, man, everyone just brought it. Like Steve Buscemi's brother is in it, and he's really good. He's really fun in it. Oh yeah, he plays like the the guy working with them at the. Yeah, he's the like the third office, guy right? in the operation, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really just a good. really intense movie that has a lot of really good themes that apply to today, as far as like. 
um, you know, like with the, the neo-Nazi stuff and, and like the alt-right kind of and how, how they're behaving. Um, you also get some insane cameos and like a really good like education on like how uh, the South kind of re-educated people and rebranded to make them seem like they mm. weren't uh, this crazy like racist group that they were. Um, and you see that through like yeah. the scenes with Alec Baldwin. And like that old timey. Oh yeah. At the very beginning, Forgot it's, about it's so wild. And then you like you see, um, and as a film student, we had to like learn about this, like the Birth of the Nation, uh, movie. Like mm-hmm. like you see them like watch it and like go like nuts for it. And like then like you get the, the same uh, like at the same time you have like this, um, black leader like telling like this black student union, uh, the like the atrocities he saw of like a like a lynching in public and stuff. And it's like these like two two sides like you get to see like the editing between the two and it's like so so intense and man that movie's good and the way they chose to end it i thought was really powerful too like you see like the that's what i was about to mention yeah Yeah. you see well when you get the crazy shot of him of john david washington and uh his love interest i totally forget the actress's name like like they're like on like they're going down the hallway like with the guns pointed and it looks awesome and then you see like the burning cross framed in the window with some insane yeah. cinematography stuff. It's very powerful. And then it goes into like real footage from the Charlottesville March in 2017, I think it was, um, which was like yeah. huge and scary and like very just like emotionally grabbing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It really, it really tied it all together. It, it was a bold move to do that. And man, I just, I really like that movie. It's really good. Absolutely. And an unsung uh, before he became Paul Walter Hauser. Paul True. Walter yes. Hauser performance. Yes. I was I forgot he was in it. He's like Spike Lee's guy yeah. right now. He's yeah. he's fun to watch, even when he's a terrible racist person. Um Yeah, he's really He's, he's a fun good. actor. Um I love that pick. I mean, I think Black Klansman was probably my second favorite m- movie of the I don't know where it would where it falls, but like it's definitely the top ten of this year. Really um, good. so yes, I love it. Sweet. Amazing. Um, that's our that's our Oscars. Um, are there any movies you feel we didn't mention that could have fallen anywhere in this recognition? Or I don't have. I really do think Hereditary could have fallen in a bunch of different categories. Man, that movie's good. Just shout mm-hmm. out to them. Yeah. No love for uh, Red Sparrow. Didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> Did not see it. <laughs> shoot. No love for uh, I don't know. A simple favor. Remember that no, movie? I don't remember that. <laughs> cool, 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 Emma cool, Stone cool, was great. Cool. I want right. to shout out her. She does. She could have deserved a supporting actress, and it would have been good. Oh, and the yeah, favorite. She's fine. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're like her and Rachel Vice just like split totally. the vote there. Yep. Which was which is tough, but yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. Great. Um, I guess a takeaway here, guys, is you know the Oscars. They're they're silly guys. Mm-hmm. They sometimes get it really right, and sometimes they get it really wrong and that's the joy of the oscars and why we're obsessed with it and why we love to study it in retrospective Mm -hmm. so how about it amazing um all right jackson should we move on yes let's to the list is life the list is an absolute good the list is life all right it's been a while since we've been uh cold turkey or i could tell you where some of the movies we've talked nope. about fall. We're doing cold turkey. All right. Maybe one of them will be a 2018 Maybe. film. I'm going with the number uh, 78. Ooh, we're up here. 
78. Um, oh, I wonder if we've not talked about... I wonder if we have talked... Well, we've definitely talked about this before on an episode. Um, but my number 78 is Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, baby. Woo! That's, yeah, that no. movie's probably in my top 20 favorite movies. It's so good. It's uh, It's so good. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Um, I think that's his best performance, if I'm being for real. I, I do think it's a better performance than in uh, A Star is Born. That's Star my hot Born? take. I could, say, I, I could argue that. I, I'm not mad about saying that. Um, yeah, this is incredible. Um, obviously, J-Law won her Oscar yeah, for it. That's her Shots best performance, her. too. Hands down. Oh, absolutely. You mean better than Mother? Yes, and better than Red Sparrow. And better than... <laughs> What was wow. that time she was that clean? Like she invented the mop or some shit. Oh, joy. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? It was like a mop Which, or something. Yeah. She invented like the, well, like this mop that like you didn't have to wring it out or something. Why um, did they make, Bradley Cooper also in that movie. Why did movie. they make that a movie? And also, what happens in that? I, I don't know. It's not very oh. exciting to be honest. <laughs> um, but also written and directed by David O. Russell, who wrote and directs Silver Linings Playbook. Nice. So, well, how about that? One, one of them worked, Can't always and win. one of them did not work. <laughs> yeah, one thing I no. just really love about Silver Linings Playbook is it feels like a fall and winter movie. Like, I can't explain what that means, but, like, it just feels mm. cozy, even when it's, like, terrible, like, like, par- like painfully, like, they're painfully broken people. Like, they all feel very, like, normal to me, and it's like, oh, these are people who could live in your neighborhood, kind of. Um and yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, and like it takes place during like football football, like football season. season. Like too. I just like love they the, the they go to the Eagles. Yeah, I just games love the feelings and, it evokes. Like it feels very fall and cozy and warm, and yeah, and it's just so chaotic. it's so chaotic at the same time, in all the best ways. It's wonderful. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, and then shout out Chris Tucker. He's fun. Yeah, like, he's really fun in that movie. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Uh, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Check it out if you haven't seen it. If you haven't heard of it, it's a movie. It's pretty good. Um, cool. List is life. Woo! Let's move on to our final segment. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. What will you be having this week, Jackson? This week, I am recommending that people watch some football. Very fun. Very fun. Um, on top of that, watch Black Klansman. You can rent it for four bucks on Amazon. It's worth the four bucks. Go check it out. Nice. Um, and also on top of that, I watched the Lego movie last night. Lego. Oh, wait, no, not the Lego movie. The Lego Batman movie. That movie's way ah, more fun than go. I remember it being. I only saw it once in theaters. Man, that's a, that's a fun little watch. Check it out. It's on HBO Max. That's all I got. Nice. Um, I'm going to suggest, uh, that you check out, uh, the good movies we've talked about, obviously, Black Klansman. Check that out. A Star is Born. Um, check out Eighth Grade. I don't know where that is. I don't know. It's eight twenty four, so I don't know if it streams or you probably just have to rent it or oh, check it on I, Amazon Prime. I think most A24 movies are on Showtime. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I, I realized that as I was going back and watching for the A24 episode. And a lot of them were on Showtime. So maybe mm. it's there. I'm not sure. Could be Prime. Um, check out Hereditary, also yeah. another A24 and um, and yeah, and check out Crazy Rich Asians. Give that a yeah, good rewatch because there's some good stuff in there. Uh, and then finally, some new stuff. Um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye um, is coming out uh, this week, which has some Oscar buzz for Jessica Chastain. Perhaps mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield. We'll see. Yeah, that's um, that like mega church movie, right? Yeah, yeah that's really yeah. cool. Um, 
like Andrew Garfield is playing a way way different uh, character than he normally plays. So, oh That'll yeah, really so that's coming out uh, at the time of listening. That's coming out today. Um, it might be it might be not good, but uh, Cry Macho, the new Clint Eastwood movie, who is ninety one years old, directing Man, and starring in movies still. So shouts to him for doing that. Um, that'll be an HBO Max slash theater release today. If you wanted to go check that out, check it out. And then finally, go watch Olivia Coleman's Oscar. Yeah, it's good. Because um, it's just it's just so nice and so lovely. And she's so fun and quirky and charming. So check that out. And yeah, that's what I got for you. Check out some football. I'm going to a Bears game for oh, the first fun. time ever. That'll be so week, fun. So. Go Bears. Yeah. Go Bears. Go Bears. And uh, go Colts, go Bears. Anyone else we want to support? No. Anyone on your fantasy football team we need to root for this uh, week? Yeah, hopefully Tyreek Hill puts up another 40 points. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, who are the Chiefs playing this week? Oh, God. Hopefully someone anyone, terrible. Anyone? Yeah, if so, then <laughs> Tyreek Hill will have a day. So, amazing. Well, that's it. We did, we did it. it. Woohoo. Jackson, where can they follow us? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. Where you can, uh, yeah, check out our Electric. fun little posts and questions and uh, yeah. tournaments and all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, give us a follow. Indeed. Um, again, shout out to Jackson for running the Instagram. Thank you. Thank he does you. a lovely Shout job. out to Carter for he makes editing the things. podcast. It means a lot. Uh, I'm going to cut out all of Jackson's audio for this Bummer. episode. Because I have all that power. And it won't make any sense. Okay. Um... That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you deeply and passionately. Be safe, be good. Have a good day. Goodbye. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.